Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we are going to be performing a fundamental stock analysis of Pfizer Inc., ticker symbol PFE. Pfizer has been a very popular business since the pandemic because they were one of the first companies to come out with a vaccine for COVID-19. And because their distribution of that vaccine continues to be dominant, Pfizer has also popular in some circles for dividend investors. Currently, Pfizer has a 3.5% dividend yield, which is about twice as good as what the S&P 500 is yielding right now. At the time of recording today's video, Pfizer is trading for $45.94 per share. Year to date, they're down 22%. Over the past year, they're actually up about 3.5%. Going back three years, Pfizer is up at a rate of 8% compounded annually. Pfizer just about doubled from their lows in March of 2020 until their highs in December of 2021. Since then, they've come down some. Over five years, they're compounding at a rate of 5.7% annually. Over 10 years, that's 6.7% annually. And going back prior to the global financial crisis, Pfizer's stock price is up at a rate of 3.5% compounded annually. Keep in mind that this is not including dividends, and as mentioned, they're paying out a pretty lucrative dividend yield relative to a lot of other companies in the market. This is due to the fact that Pfizer is a very mature company. We'll learn more about that in just a little bit. So Pfizer is trading about $4 over their 52-week low, down about $15 from their 52-week high. They are a huge business. They're one of the largest pharmaceutical businesses in the entire world. They have a $259 billion market cap. For some more background about the business, Pfizer is one of the world's largest pharmaceutical firms with annual sales close to $50 billion, which that even excludes their COVID-19 vaccine sales. While it historically sold many types of healthcare products and chemicals, now prescription drugs and vaccines account for the majority of its sales. Top sellers include pneumococcal vaccine Prevnar 13, cancer drug Imbrantz, cardiovascular treatment Eliquis, immunology drug Zelgians. Pfizer sells these products globally, with international sales representing close to 50% of its total sales. Within international sales, emerging markets are a major contributor. So similar to other pharmaceuticals of their size, the company has a number of collaboration agreements, often with other large pharmaceutical companies. Pfizer was founded way back in 1849 and is headquartered in New York, New York. So for today's fundamental analysis, we are going to be performing the select six analysis, taking a checklist style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of Pfizer based off of their business fundamentals. So this analysis is going to continue to evolve over time and it's going to continue to improve. So with this background about the business, let's get right into our analysis. Starting off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. So the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital. And over the course of decades, a stock is going to return approximately what its underlying business returns. And these business returns are captured here by return on capital. So Pfizer's return on capital was dipping down some prior to the pandemic. Since then, they've earned phenomenal returns on capital. Last year, they earned 22.5% returns on capital. And if we actually look at their last 12 months, they earned 30% return on capital. So this number is still going up. However, over this time frame, even with those big numbers recently, they're still averaging about an 11.4% return on capital. So while that is above average, that is going to be below that 14% metric we're looking for. And so this is going to be an X to start off here on metric number one. So by asking for a 14% here, we're building in some margin of safety for ourselves based on the overall quality of the business. 
While Pfizer has produced above average returns on capital over this time frame, they're not quite up to the number we're looking for. Metric number two, we're looking for revenue growth, earnings growth, and free cash flow growth over the last five years. This metric is all or nothing in nature, taking a high level look at the cash coming into the business. Either all three of these are going to be up for a check, or if even one of them is down, this entire metric is going to be an X. In Pfizer's case, their revenues have grown over 50% in the last five years. Their earnings are also very slightly up. And most importantly, their free cash flow has more than doubled over this time frame. So that's great to see here. This is going to be our first check on metric number two. Metric number three, building off of the previous metric here, we're looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years. We just saw that over this time, Pfizer has marginally grown their earnings. However, their earnings per share are actually increasing at a rate that's faster than their earnings. So this signals to us that Pfizer has been buying back shares over this time frame. This is a great sign to see as a long-term shareholder because when you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. When a business buys back shares and decreases the number of shares that they have outstanding, they're increasing your ownership percentage of the business, which is ultimately going to increase the percentage of the business's profits that you're entitled to. So it's as if the company is making an acquisition of itself. We want businesses to be buying back shares when they're trading for below their intrinsic value. It's good to see some buybacks here and this earnings per share growth. So this is another check on metric number three. This and the next metric are both going to help us look at the business from the perspective of an individual shareholder. Metric number four, we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the last five years. Again, their free cash flows have more than doubled over this time frame and their free cash flows per share have grown at a rate that's even better than this because of those share buybacks. This is a wonderful sign to see here, and this is another check on metric number four. This is especially great given their high returns on capital in the last couple of years. It's oftentimes pretty easy for businesses to be able to grow these per share metrics just by sacrificing the returns that they're willing to get on capital. But by having these highly above average returns on capital and growing their business and their abilities to produce free cash flows over time, those are both wonderful signs to see from a business. This is another check on metric number four. And so far through four metrics, we've got three checks. Also to note, over extended periods of time, earnings and cash flow should roughly be about the same for a business. Next up, metric number five, we want their net debt, which is long and short-term liabilities minus cash and short-term investments, to be below the amount of free cash flow that they produced over the last five years. So at the end of last year, Pfizer had about $10 billion in net debt. And over the last five years, Pfizer has produced more than $81 billion of free cash flow. So they had $30 billion of free cash flow in last year alone which is more than three times the amount of net debt that the business was employing. This is a massive check on metric number five. This means that Pfizer is able to pay back all of their debts with only one year of free cash flow. This is great that they're not overly levered because it both protects the company and gives it a more sure economic footing. It also frees up the business to use this cash flow in other ways. So cash flow is really the lifeblood of any business and it can be used to make acquisitions, buy back shares, pay down debts, pay dividends, or reinvest back into the business. Pfizer has plenty of free cash flows relative to its leverage. We've got four checks so far. Finally, our sixth and final metric, we want Pfizer's average five-year free cash flows relative to their total enterprise value to give us a yield above 5%. So this will give us a slight risk premium to the risk-free rate of the 10-year treasury. And it'll give us a reason to potentially be interested in the business if this is the case. We're using total enterprise value here to get a more accurate sense of the business as if it was a private business. So this paints a better picture of economic reality. 
Enterprise value takes into account both the business's market cap and their net debt position. So currently, Pfizer has a $266.5 billion price value. So again, just a massive business overall. We learned that in the last five years, Pfizer has produced $81 billion of free cash flow. So in an average year, they're producing about $16.25 billion of free cash flow. When we divide that $16.25 billion of free cash flow by their $266.5 billion total enterprise value, we get an average free cash flow to enterprise value yield of about 6.1%. So this is a check here on metric number six. Based on their abilities to produce free cash flows relative to their enterprise value, the business is currently giving us a risk premium. Also to note here, over the last 12 months, Pfizer has produced $28 billion of free cash flow. So their current free cash flow to enterprise value yield is about 10.5%. That is well above where most businesses are at right now. And again, this potentially gives us a reason to be interested in the business because they're so highly cash flow generative. Keep in mind that just because this is a check here does not mean that you run out and go buy the stock. First off, this type of analysis is not financial advice. It is not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Secondly, Pfizer is also coming off of a very hot time for their business. They've done tremendously well since introducing their COVID-19 vaccine, and it's ultimately going to take a more in-depth and nuanced understanding of the business to determine how this is going to pan out going into the future. Here we're looking at their dividend profile. As mentioned, Pfizer pays out a 3.5% dividend yield right now, which is about double that of the S&P 500. In all five of the last years, Pfizer has increased their dividends per share at a pretty modest but pretty reasonable pace. And in all five of these years, they've been able to support their dividends with plenty of free cash flow. This is important because people make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividend yield. It really serves you better as an investor to stop and look under the hood of a business to check that a business's dividends are supported by their free cash flows. Pfizer last year paid out less than 40% of their free cash flows as dividends. So if their big free cash flows continue on into the future, it looks like the business will be bringing in plenty of cash to be able to continue growing this dividend modestly into the future for a decent while to come. So again, this is a snapshot of the past and is no guarantee for the future, but it looks like their dividend is in pretty healthy shape here. Then finally, here we're using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair value for Pfizer. So starting with their current free cash flows per share and projecting that out over the next 10 years with a growth rate that's based on how they've been able to grow their free cash flows over the past 20 years. So they've been growing free cash flows at 3.5% each year for the past 20 years. So if we assume that that growth continues out for the next 10 years, and then we add in a terminal growth stage where the company is perfectly flat for the next 10 years after that, plus adding in their tangible book value, then it looks like based off of those historical assumptions, which you need to check for yourself to determine whether or not they're applicable here, that the business would currently have a fair value of about $47 per share if you're interested in a 12% return from the company. So it looks like at today's prices, you could expect about a 12% rate of return going forward from Pfizer. Keep in mind that this is coming off of a period of a huge boom for the business. Over the last 17 and a half years, it looks like their returns have been about half of this, maybe a little higher. Either way, using a discounting cash flow model, it's up to you to determine whether or not these numbers make sense here. Just like any other model, it's going to be highly dependent on your inputs. So this entire analysis is not financial advice. It is not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Instead, this serves as a fundamental starting point to determine whether it's worthwhile to dig in and learn more about the business here. As you learn more about the business, you'll learn more of its nuances. 
and you'll learn whether this is truly applicable or not. If you have questions during your research process or before considering making any investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered financial and legal professionals. So in summary, Pfizer checks the box on five out of six metrics. The business is producing a ton of free cash flows right now. They are using very little amounts of leverage in their business relative to the free cash flows they're producing. They've grown their earnings, free cash flows, and revenues over the last five years, and they've been buying back shares. While they do earn above average returns on capital, they're not quite up to the benchmark we're looking for at 14%. They're averaging about 11.5% returns on capital. So that's going to be the only thing we're faulting Pfizer for here. Then they're paying out a 3.5% dividend yield, which looks to be well supported by their abilities to produce free cash flows. Their average free cash flow to enterprise value yield right now is about 6.1%. And performing a discounted free cash flow analysis based off of historical growth numbers for Pfizer free cash flow, we found that you could expect about a 12% rate of return going forward from Pfizer today as a baseline based off of those historical assumptions which you need to validate or invalidate. Keep in mind that that rate of return, either way, would be including the company's dividend yield, so we would not be doubly counting dividends there. If you're interested in learning more about the business, I highly recommend diving into the company's filings. As a value investor, you wanna understand a business as if you owned 100% of it, and you can know the true underlying essence of that business and know all of its ins and outs. One of the best ways to learn more is to dive into the company's 10K and read through that, as well as reading through some of their recent earnings call transcripts. You'll get a better sense of the business overall and learn about the opportunities and challenges the business faces, as well as get a sense of how management is approaching capital allocation and their overall competitive strategy going forward. So again, final reiteration, this type of analysis is not financial advice. It is not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before making any investment, please consult with the properly licensed and registered legal and financial professionals. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Pfizer Inc, ticker symbol PFE. If you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video. Subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Pfizer with me and have a great day.